With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Wide Seat Productions. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man. I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah, man. I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tune into the ACCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, she tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Ville, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left. And who the ball, who So listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. And you gon' learn today, you gon' learn today how your team they play, play, they play, they play yeah. how they play, boy, you gon' learn today how your team they play, they play, they play, how they play, play, yeah. We represent that swag, that me and let me say, say, what's up to Tennessee, stay, stay, tune into the agency sports lab with Dr. This is serious. Dr. Bill with Inside HC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Well, not so fast. We have a guest in today, Mr. Carlos Brown of Carlos Brown Show. You can catch him every Saturday right here on the BCSN Network. That's 10 o'clock a.m. to 12 noon, and that is Central Standard Time. How you doing, Carlos? Well, fine, and it's a pleasure to be with you guys, the esteemed Mike Washington and Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. I appreciate it. It certainly is good to be with you. So to everybody else, welcome to episode 168 of Inside the HBC Sports Lab radio show and podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports. For institutions large and small, from NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics, as I like to say, to facilitate the story of HBCU HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-host, Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studio, sending a signal live to KSOH 1230 AM studios with Texas Radio. Hall of Famer Ralph Cooper in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. Except for, as I said, Carlos Brown, that's Baton Rouge, home of the Southern University. Uh, Jaguars, I should say. With that, Mike Washington, how are you doing today? Not bad at all. Good to be in the house, Doc. Good to be uh, side by side, virtually that is, with my good friend Carlos Brown. Looking all serious, he's staring me. He ain't cracked a smile. He's like, 
I'm like, I'm like, man, is that how y'all doing it down in Southern? Man, y'all just coming on like straight face. <laughs> like, yeah, they mean mugging. Thanks. What y'all doing? I, 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 think, I think it's high expectations, but, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, Jaguar Nation is always looking at what needs to be done, and they expect excellence. I'm like, Ooh, I, I, I like, he's talking about, well, shall I say, like other fans as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great point. Uh, a great catch at the end there, too. Uh, but what what is the new coaching uh, for Southern Jaguars say? Southern is the standard. Ooh, I say, okay. All right. Hey, hey boy. Hey. But it is a nice, you know, we talk about the business side on here. One thing I will say, regardless of whatever, I love the branding and the messaging. I love the branding and the messaging. You know, that's what I tell everybody about. It's about the business as much as it is about the action. Uh, you got to be able to put the two together. So um, let me stick with you, Carlos. Um, in regards to that, what do you think about that brand tagline that the coach came in? As you said, in a lot of ways, it shows the focus that they're talking about. Right. And, you know, Coach Rollins comes in and he didn't have to do a major overhaul, but he, he's done some small, minute things. And there is an expectation. The cupboard was not bare. And he's come in. He's put together his game plan. And expectations are always high at Southern University. Now it's just a matter of, of, of getting it done. You've got some benchmarks. One being, I believe, in my personal opinion, the program is prime in a frame to compete for a championship, but they've got to get one. So Southern is a standard. That's what they came up with. They believe in that. Now it's just a matter of, of being able to, to, to meet those benchmarks. Mike, you got an uh, MBA. Uh, and so you like the framework when I talk about the business sports, just in the overall themology, not specifically Southern, but what are your thoughts in terms of the branding messaging and the need to attach the brand messaging from an athletic program uh, to what people will watch and look at in terms of what's on the field? Yeah, I, I think when you have a successful branding, uh, whether it be symbol, statement that attaches to a base, a market base or fan base, such as you have a Southern I think it drives continued, it, it does two things. It drives continued involvement and engagement in the fans. And it bring it actually asks you to, you know, bring others outside because there's that core fan base of Southern. And when you have a branded organization such as Southern University, you're going to attract others outside of that core group. And I think Southern has always done that. That's why some of their largest alumni Groups are in Dallas and Houston, believe it or not. Um, they have large org they have large alumni bases in other areas. That's just what I know off the top of my head. I've attended some of their events. So I think their branding drives continued and ongoing success. And remember, just like anything in the market. So, uh, but on the flip side, you have to look at when you have success, when you have a branded organization or branded product, it's hard to please the masses. Um, because the expectation is with a double-edged sword. I, I don't know how Coach uh, Odom stayed there, what was it, eight, nine years, because 
when I was traveling back and forth to Baton Rouge, I would dial into the station and talk to some of the alumni base who were, you know, really heavy corporate wise at the company I worked with. And they would be like, man, they are really hard on Odom. They want his job this year. Next year, he'd win. Oh, next year, he won his job again. It, I mean, it was a cyclic. So when success breeds exceeding <laughs> high standards, so it's a double-edged sword, but, uh, you know, to, from a business standpoint, Southern does it better than just about, you know, some of some of the other institutions we've talked about. They do, they do it better than anybody else. That's Southern brand. Win, lose, or draw, you know, you're going to see a Southern game. You're going to want to see that Southern brand somewhere, and that's marketing. Great points you make there, and I appreciate both of you chiming in, and that's enough of us. Southern segment on the show. We'll get into some other stuff. So I paid my dues. <laughs> <laughs> I paid my dues to Carlos. <laughs> Checks in the mail, Carlos. <laughs> yeah, that's enough of that. All right. Well, today's episode of Inside HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency LLC. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. Today's show will be uh, another good one from my perspective. Uh, we will be a little closer to HBCU football as things kick off in week zero this year with the MEAC SWAC Challenge. Um, obviously, we get to get into the HBCU sports culture and, and HBCU news surrounding it in so many different ways. So last time when we ended the show, and a lot of people were real intriguing as we talked about uh, the mid-major side, as we like to say on this show, which are our Division II programs and NAI programs, if you would. So we talked about the top 10 poll ranking. Um, you know, I won't belabor the point. I will talk about the top five programs. We'll list the whole 10. But at number five, we have Virginia State Trojans. At number four, the Langston Lions. Uh, obviously, Trojans out of CIAA. Langston Lions out of the Southern Athletic Conference. Uh, at number three, you had a team from the SIAC, Miles Golden Bears. Uh, at number two, you had Savannah State Tigers, also out of the SIAC. And you end it with number one, the Bowie State Bulldogs, who are the reigning champs back from 2019 because Division II programs did not have a season, whether that was in the fall normally when they have it, or the spring, much like what you've seen from the SWAC and a couple of teams out of the MEAC, um, as well as Tennessee State at OVC. I won't, don't want to leave them out of that. So I would be remiss if I didn't go to Carlos and give him a chance uh, to tell me how brilliant my poll ranking is, or at least maybe not. Maybe you'll have some other thoughts, but share your thoughts. Well, once again, looking at, and, and, and trust me, Dr. Kofia, I tried to see where I can find a disagreement, but when I, when I look, if I can, number one, Bowie State, I, I, I would definitely agree with that. And when you think of Bowie, you think of offensive explosion. Uh, football, mm. they have really put together some tremendous offensive uh, numbers. Then number two, Savannah State, who, you know, I tell you what, they have really been gaining a lot of steam and now moving to SIAC. I, I could really see that as well. So Dr. Cavill, two for two right off the bat. At number three, Miles Golden Bears, tremendous team. They're, they're going to be playing up a couple of times. I, I, I look forward to seeing them come to A.W. Mumford Stadium um, this fall season, but they have really built a nice program. And some, when every time you hear some openings, past couple of years, you're looking at Miles' coach, 
maybe he, will he leave? Will he take another job? And, and then Langston, I saw Langston uh, come in again, purposes by saying come in the uh, A.W. Mumford Stadium, and they gave Southern all that they wanted. So in uh, uh, a NAIA program, but a, a tremendous uh, program, and, and they, they really don't back down from anybody. And, and so uh, when, when I look at Virginia State, of course, Coach Barlow at Virginia State, um, he's coached on the FCS level. He's a tremendous, he was a tremendous player, a tremendous coach, and, and he's got Virginia State uh, right where they need to be. So Dr. Gaville, one, two, three, four, and five. Hey, I agree. Ah, Mike, see that? See that? Uh, I agree. He just, he, he just, he just saying that because you had that Southern segment at the beginning of the start of the show. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, Mike. No. That's, see, that's strategic. That's why he did it. <laughs> hey, man. I, I, am, I am a sports strategist, so, you know, it, it is what it is. It worked. Put it that way. With that being said, um, to chime in a little more, uh, it was updated at Bowie State. Uh, is the lone HBCU program ranked in Division II that came courtesy of HBCUGameDay.com. Won't be labeled a point. Let's get into some other news. Uh, let me go back to you, Mike Washington. What is on your mind as we close out week uh, when we're less than, what, 16 days away from the toll meeting leather, as some people would say? What are your thoughts going into this week? You have many of the football programs literally getting a chance to kick things off, getting on the practice field, putting on some of the pads, getting out there knocking and thumping some things around. Uh, what's on your mind, that or some other things in HBCU news? So, yeah, you know, before we get kind of get into the football season, I see, you know, we were talking, you know, mid-majors, you know, the city of Winston-Salem has approved the naming of Bowman Gray football field after the great Bill Hayes. So to us, uh, as of the uh, CIAA alerts, so a legend Winston-Salem and Winston-Salem State uh, Athletics, he receives this honor. This was as as of actually yesterday. So, uh, you know, council members blessed it. Uh, Hayes' career, you know, spans decades. He was able to to reach a lot of lives through the manner in which he played and which he coached. So uh, congratulations to, you know, Winston-Salem. Congratulations to Bill Hayes, uh, who was also a head coach as well in the in an NFL. So um, great, great, great to see that honor bestowed on someone who deserved it. Um, you know, his accolades, I mean, in three years, in 1976, he, be, he began his legendary career at Winston-Salem. Uh, during this time with the Rams, he uh, Hayes uh, went on to become one of the most successful coaches in school history, and his record was 89-40-2, and, um, and his rec- uh, record with the CIAA cha- cha- division, so seven division championships. And he led the Rams to back-to-back undefeated regular seasons in 1977 and 1978. So, I mean, you can go on and on about it. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot about this man. In 1988, he left Winston-Salem State to take the reins as the North Carolina A&T, uh, uh, A&T, where he led the Aggies to an 11-2 record. And the 1999 Sheridan Broadcasting Network brought Black College National Championship. And a, lot, a, lot, a lot to get off your tongue right there. 
Say yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and three MEAC championships. So uh, two division, one AA playoff appearances, and an overall record of 106 and 64. So such an honor to uh, be bestowed on uh, Coach uh, William uh, Bill Hayes. Uh, Bill Hayes, as he's affectionately known to. So great, great moment. So I wanted to get that news out there. No, I appreciate you sharing it. That's, that's important that we honor uh, those legends, particularly when we talk about our collective memory. It's so important. I know uh, Carlos Brown has done a great job of making sure that he pays homage to Coach Richardson over the Southern University that really has done a yeoman work, as you spoke about, in terms of branding uh, and some of the things that go with it in terms of expectation. One of the reasons you have the expectation of Southern is certainly in terms of what Pete Richardson does. And now you have that in a lot of ways at a and I mean, they had that little blip where they really fell off the radar. But a lot of that in terms of uh, their expectations at North Carolina a t goes back to what they uh, found homage into uh, Bill Hayes. So great point you make there. Before I go to Carlos to let me know about some of his thoughts in terms of um, some news of the day, let me take a break. Uh, we'll get into it. This is Dr. Bill inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, sitting in for Charles Bishop as he is on assignment. We have none other than Carlos Brown. With that, stick with us. We'll be right back after this first quarter break. Let's get back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. It's Zero Sugar, Sunday, August 29th, 4 o'clock, NRG Stadium in Houston, featuring the hottest HBCU marching bands, Southern University, Lexington University, Tennessee State, Norfolk State, North Carolina A&T State, Texas Southern, Bethune, Cookman, and Jackson State. Don't miss the battle on the field and the stands with scholarships. Over $500,000 and counting for our HBCUs. It's an HBCU experience you don't want to miss with a weekend of activities with, with the Cracker, Cracker Barrel Step and Stroll, Pepsi Zero Sugar Emerging Experience, Esports, Masterclass, and Gaming Tournament, and the free Pepsi Zero Sugar College and Health Fair. Tickets start at just $15. Get them right now at nationalbattleofthebands.com. It's the Cracker Barrel National Battle of Bands. Sunday, August 29th, NRG Stadium, Houston. Gates open up at 2.30. Also sponsored by Cricket and HEB. NationalBellOfTheBands.com. Get your tickets right now. When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. Yes, that sound means it's time once again for the 36th annual Labor Day Classic. Featuring the Prairie View A&M Panthers versus your Texas Southern Tigers for the Battle of the Lone Star State on Saturday, September 4th. Kickoff, 7 p.m. at BBVA Stadium. Don't forget the halftime Battle of the Bands as the TSU Ocean of Soul take on the PBAMU Marching Storm. 
Tickets are available online at www.tsusports.com slash LDC tickets. Let's bring the Knicks Durley Traveling Trophy back to its rightful home. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. As we said, Charles Bishop is on assignment, or Coach Prime may have him uh, doing some uh, chin-ups or whatever, some extra gases, because he was late to that meeting last week. Oh, I wasn't supposed <laughs> to say that. And instead, we have Carlos Brown coming in. Boy, I tell you, a tiger in terms of Jackson State for a Jaguar, you're talking about two muscle programs and how they go at it. It's it's cool though to know that uh, Carlos Brown and Charles Bishop really have a great relationship. You know, sometimes that doesn't happen between Jaguars and Tigers, as you know, or may not know. But with it's that a love hate able- relationship. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Perfectly yeah. well said, Mike. With that, let me give us some shout out to them lab listeners out there in the lab. You know, getting it right in so many different ways. Before I go to Carlos. Let me know what his thoughts are on some news today. Chuck Hunt is doing his thing as always. Kay Johnson says, yay, class is in session. Yes, I love it when you have the lab listeners and they get excited for class. I mean, how can you not love that as a professor, gentlemen? You know, coming to it and folks are ready and fired up for you to drop some diamonds here and there and they exchanging and giving great information and feedback back. That's what I talk about in the lab. That's why I love those lab listeners out there, they find a way to get it done. Uh, Sherman Miller, William Davis, Joseph Anthony Goodwin is in the house. Dwight Moore always bringing it hot and heavy. Professor Mike, what? He's talking about you already. Professor Bishop is on assignment. He can't believe it. Jerome Jeep Sutton in the house. Congratulations to the Sutton family as his son is starting out his freshman year over there at FAMU. I believe it's the freshman year. I certainly know he's over there, fam. You continue with the legacy. I know he's proud. A lot of filing spaces, smiling faces there. William E. Davis, uh, as we talk about, who's else in here? Demetria Glenn is in the house. Jalen Riley, John Jeepings, Karen Griffin. I got your message. I'm going to read that. I appreciate you sharing that information. Great point. She's out of Southern Cal, as you know it, but she represents uh, those HBCUs, hard and heavy. Who else we got in here? Uh, Chad Cooper. The I love. Who you got, Mike? Chad Cooper giving love to to the Jags, saying uh, 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 good evening, uh, professors from Baton Rouge, and go Jags. You know he's going to represent those Jags. Yeah. (laughs) You know, they keep, as long as they keep loving the lab, I love the Jaguars. You know, that's why we bring great minds like Carlos Brown on the show. You know, that show is putting in. You know, that's that's what we do. We we're not we're businessmen here now. We know what we're doing a little bit sometimes. I, I'll do that with Don Johnson, Jay Mack, Morgan State Bears. I'm here. Great plug that you did on uh Facebook earlier, Jay Mack. I appreciate it then spreading the love about my journal article. It goes deep. Appreciate you setting me up for that uh fastball you allowed me to hit at the park. Karen Griffin got some information in here. She talks about former Alabama State star and defensive back Michael Cole 
is now the director of football operations for the Senior Bowl. I saw that. Great information. Great I saw that. There. Great, Thank you for great stuff. passing that information on. Yes. See, the lab listeners do their homework. I told you. You can't come in the lab here. These folks will talk about you. If you come to the lab and you new to this Carlos Brown and you don't do your homework, my class, this class, <laughs> our class, they'll let you know. And they, they will put people out to class. I don't have to put people out to class. Like, hey, you need to go do your homework. Come back. Come back on next week. We'll see what you're going to do. <laughs> Thomas Jones, Ricky Burton, uh, shout out. As you said, Chad Cooper, I see him I always bringing it hard and heavy. Lonnie on the board, you know, he's going to represent, though, at Aggie Pride. Yes, yes, indeed. Did you see that work that Brian and A.D., especially A.D., oh, uh, yeah. giving that <laughs> message to Mama? And they had the band mixed in there. It's a <laughs> lead the band home for, you know, oh, that was hilarious. If you had I laughed so that, hard like, at that doc. You, you, you need to see that. You need that's a, that's, that's a perfect plug. I had to get that in. Y'all saw what I did there. Jalen Riley. All right. We'll come back and shout out some more folks. Ron Alvarez, as we do that. Let me go to Carlos Brown and be a better guest on the show. Carlos Brown, what kind of news? What do you want to talk about? What's on your mind? Well, Dr. Cavill on my mind. Uh, it's a week out from week zero in Swag Miak Challenge. All Corn State in North Carolina Central. Now, All Corn State, of course, now in the Western Division or the West in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Reigning champs have really done well the last five, six years. Now, North Carolina Central and All Corn State, they technically haven't played in almost two years. Which team in the Swag Meag Challenge, which is going to be a prime time? Which team mm. can kind of knock off the rust first and be ready? Alcorn has the pedigree. Lord, I know they have the pedigree. Being a Southern <laughs> alum, we don't have to discuss that's the woeful record against Alcorn State. But let me not digress. I want to see if Alcorn can have that championship mantle and start building in week zero against North Carolina Central. And then also, Dr. Cavill, we, unless we have not been in this physical world, COVID, the variant, is mm. running rampant now. So we still must do the things necessary to make ourselves and continue to be safe. Now, there was a rumor that, okay, some games are going to be interfered with. Well, we know what Dr. McClellan said about that. And, and we know some of the student athletes, the student teams, you've got to get vaccinated. So I'm encouraging everyone. I know it's a personal choice, but if you want to be get through a season without any hiccups, do the right thing. Do the right thing. So all corn in North Carolina Central, I won't come out with a prediction right now. But I would love, I can't wait to see football, collegiate football, black college football, and let the games begin. Ooh, I love it. He's, he set it up so well. He set it up. He put the T's out there and everything. Uh, you can check him out. He'll be talking a little bit more about that. As, as I said, that is the Carlos Brown Show every Saturday from 10 to 12. He's part of the team, BCSN. Uh, the network. So, you know, he, if he's with the 10 team, he's going to bring it hard and heavy. He's already 
legendary in many ways in terms of what he does. Um, with that, I did want to take a little trip and see what you thought. You know, we had Gaither on, as we said, on Tuesday, where he gave his breakdown along with AD in terms of the SIC, CIAA, regarding to my poll. So it was a fascinating. Uh, but we kind of introduced this and gave the homework assignment for folks that hadn't captured it. Many people I have, obviously, because our lab listeners stay on top of things. But he talked about the parallels or similarities, at least from his perspective, in uh, the recently Texas-Oklahoma to the SEC move from the Big 12s in regards to FAMU and Bethune-Cookman moving from the MEAC to the SWAC. Uh, and he really does a great breakdown of the various parallels, at least in my opinion. Some people didn't really see it there. But, you know, as a business person, I thought he was spot on on many of the ways he talked about the culture of football and SEC, the culture of football and the importance of that to many people in uh, the SWAC as well and how those programs in the MEAC, in the southern part of it, in fact, the farthest southern part of the MEAC had that same type of rich tradition uh, in regards to the football in so many different ways and how that was symmetrical and felt in that dynamic. With that being said, let me go to Mike and, and frame your sense of that. I know we're taking it back a little bit, uh, but because of the article and there's a new spin on that, I want to see what your thoughts in terms of the similarities. Did you agree with that? Or did you have a different take on what uh, Stephen Gaither put out there in that line? I, I, I'm in total agreement with it for a number of reasons, some of which uh, Stephen Gaither, you know, uh, highlighted in his article. And, and I want to jump on the bandwagon and give him credit and give him, you know, praises for such a terrific article as well. Um, but if you look at that, the parallel comparison, there's there's so many it's it's unbelievable you mentioned the culture piece uh you bring two well-branded teams into a conference that is considered one of the tops the sec considered one of the tops the SWAC considered one of the top if not the top hbcu with each move you essentially increase the footprint of a conference that was already well publicized, had a, a great footprint from a business, from an exposure standpoint, you increase the footprint of really the top kid on the block in both cases. The other case is uh, money. You increase the earning potential with each move uh, of both the SEC when, by bringing UT and Oklahoma and by bringing you know, FAMU and Bethune. Now you increase the earning potential of the swag. You've increased the brand, you've increased the money, you, and then on top of that, you talk about cultural fit and both moves, cultural fit was definitely a big part of the decision process in both of those. So those three factors to me work in parallel if you consider the UT Oklahoma move to the SEC and the FAMU Bethune move to the SWAC. They were both highly anticipated by the crowd, both something that the fan bases were looking for they both involve teams that have very unique fan bases. You, you, you don't get more unique than the Oklahoma Sooners and the, and the, the Longhorns, and it doesn't get more, more unique than, you know, the FAMU Rattlers, you know, or, you know, the Bethune-Cookman uh, Wildcats. It doesn't get more unique, but they blend well 
moving into the SWAC and moving into the SEC. So if you look at all of the parallel comparisons, you look at the types of schools that they're coming into. And when I talk about education programs, I don't want to take this on a whole different level, but you know, what educational programs, what degree programs do they bring to the SWAC? What education programs does UT uh, and Oklahoma bring to the SEC? So there are so many parallel comparisons. It's just unbelievable. And I would say that, you know, I've, I think you and I were talking, Doc, I was like, you know, the swag just became the SEC. Well, really, I don't know. I think it may be vice versa. <laughs> the SEC just became the swag uh, of uh, uh, college football division one. If you look at all of those parallel comparisons, I have notes and notes and notes just looking at, there's a whole business comparison of this. If you look at the model, if you look at the valuation of what FAMU brings in terms of their base uh, to the SWAC and what Bethune can bring in terms of their base, in terms of value to the SWAC, which already has an, uh, a earning potential and a valuation uh, summary that is incredible. So you bring two, you know, from a business standpoint, two organizations with an, incre an incredible valuation business valuation to a pot that's already just getting gotten bigger. Same case with the SEC. So I, I'll shut up, but I can go on and on. Stephen Gaither hit the nail on the head. I mean, you know, with his article with this. No doubt in terms of that. I love the way that you connect the culture and the business components. Uh, spot on, in my opinion. And that's why I wanted to see what you thought. But I'm going to do this tease. We want to get what Carlos Brown thinks. But we're going to do that after this break. So stick with us. This is Dr. Ville's Inside the HBC Sports Lab. We'll be right back after this break. Halftime. Halftime. Let's get back to strolling instead of scrolling. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your family. The inaugural Boeing Red Tails Classic is personal to me. It's more than a matchup between Tuskegee University and Fort Valley State University. My beloved father, Colonel Lawrence E. Roberts, was a proud member of the Tuskegee Airmen. 922 brave pilots, also known as the Red Tails, fought in World War II. The Boeing Red Tails Classic is more than a celebration of HBCUs. It's a reminder of the Tuskegee Airmen's valor and sacrifice the first class of black fighter pilots who trained at Tuskegee Institute in Alabama during the height of Jim Crow, fighting for America, while in many ways, America fought right back against them. This inaugural Boeing Red Tails Classic, this football game, is for them. And it's quite special that this game, which will be played at the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama, opens the 2021 college football season on Sunday, September 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPNU. When you watch this game, please remember its larger meaning that it's for a group who advocated for themselves while still facing prejudice and discrimination in the segregated army. The Tuskegee Airmen story hardly gets told enough. I, proud daughter of a Tuskegee Airman, join others who champion their legacy and how they influence generations of black cultural and political leaders.
Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. Southern takes on Prairie View A&M for the Nick Gurley Traveling Trophy and the Labor Day Classic on September 4th. Tickets available online at tsusports.com slash lbctickets. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. The HBCU football experience is back in Atlanta on August 28th. College game day, the Coca-Cola fan experience, the battle of the bands. The Cricket Miak Swag Challenge will have it all. Visit MiakSwagChallenge.com for more information. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. No. We have none other than Carlos Brown of the Carlos Brown Show sitting in on or Charles Bishop as he is on assignment. With that being said, we did a little tease. Wanted to get your thoughts uh, as we get into that. We did have the Red Tails and you had announcement they have Boeing as a sponsor, but you're talking about a synergy between a sponsor and a classic uh, called the Red Tails. I'm not sure you can get much better than that. I love that. But without further ado, let's get your framework, Carlos Brown, on this HBCU parallel, Texas and Oklahoma, move to the SEC, along with FAMU and Bethune-Cookman earlier uh, making an announcement that they were moving to the SWAC. And it comes into fruition as this is the inaugural season of 12 teams in the SWAC, six in each division. Alcorn switching over from the east to the west, as you alluded to earlier, it gets really good. But with that being said, what is your take on this? Well, I'm going to continue what uh, Mike had to say. You see a lot of parallels between uh, Oklahoma and Texas, and then uh, FAMU and Bethune-Cookman. Now, most of the time when we talk about expansion and what those institutions bring to the table, we we mostly talk about football. But when we look at both Oklahoma, Texas, FAMU and Bethune-Cookman, they bring the total athletic program to, to the conference. Baseball. Basketball, they've done well. Women's basketball, wow. But then Cookman, I'm anxious to see. Although they lost their coach from last year, a tremendous program. And then on, on the academic side, endowments, they bring that. They are trusted as far as academics. Great degree programs at both FAMU and Bethune Cookman, a private entity. But they bring that also to the table. So you're looking at from a culture standpoint, a brand. You can check the boxes on FAMU Bethune Cookman with that. Plus, now you're in a geographical blueprint in the Southwest Athletic Conference from Texas to Florida. They check the academic box. They just a tremendous fit. And now it what it does, it expands an already great brand in the Southwest Athletic Conference. Then you add those two institutions 
to the conference, then you've you've expanded. And and I think Mike said it earlier, Dr. Cavill. People say now uh, the swag is is like the SEC of HBCU athletic conferences. Well, they have a tremendous history, and now you've just expanded everything, the total package, academics, athletics. It's an exciting time, and, and, you know, Dr. McClellan is to be applauded for his work and getting this conference now even better. Yeah, and you talk about the total package. So uh, one thing that we are currently is talking about volleyball. The conference spans to 12 teams in volleyball. Uh, haven't seen a predicted order of finish in volleyball. I'm fascinated to see if that comes out, what that looks like. But we did see the first and second team pre season um, uh, accolades for a lot of the women out of the SWAC in terms of volleyball. That's going to be interesting as you talk about these multi-layer sports. And as we extend outside of the SWAC and kind of bring it full circle, um, I thought it's fascinating when you talk about other programs where you see basketball moves being made. We really didn't think much because we're so focused on football, um, but basketball is going to be fascinating. And I think you alluded to that in terms of that. But with that being said, you have um, Rasheed Wallace leaving North Carolina Central. He quietly went over there, and people uh, may not have realized as he was putting in that work, and he got the call up of moving to a different level over there with Penny Hardaway, another NBA uh, player, um, and he's coming over there. Mike Miller is over there uh, in terms of that uh, coaching tree is littered with former players. Fascinating to see what that looks like and what does it mean, particularly recruiting-wise. Because you're talking about folks that can really tell you what it means and what you need to play on the next level. Uh, it's not hard to see how you can get that done in terms of players that did it. And those players were all-star players and played at a high level when you talk about Reese Wallace and Penny Hardaway. Mike Miller was not a slouch in himself either in terms of his outside shot. But it's fascinating to see that. But I say all that to say that uh, North Carolina Central um, – Patrick Cole is getting a chance to step in the frame, which is always good when I see uh, HBCU uh, alumni and graduates getting a chance to, to live out their dreams in terms of the coaching range. So it's good on both ways and intriguing. Uh, then you see Bonzi Wells, another NBA player. And you see yep. SIC. Obviously, the news got uh, a lot of take when you saw it happening in the SWAC. Obviously, Dion is, is hard to match in terms of what Dion brings to the table. But before that, obviously he had the announcement over there with Alabama State. We've seen it a little bit on the women's side over the years. But a lot of that was grounded in terms of what you've seen in the SIC. They were making these moves into some degree. You've seen a little bit at the CIAA where you had these professional players. Well, you have another one, Bonzi Wells, takes the Lamont Owens job. Uh, and this is per reports, uh, courtesy of HBCU Game Day. Yep. Just in general, I think that's fascinating to see these moves of what's taking place in so many different ways. Um, let's take another break. End of the third quarter, it rapidly went through. It's a great thoughts that you brought, and then we'll go into the last quarter and close some things out. Uh, but those are some things that I was just thinking about in terms of what's hot out there. Obviously, Atlanta Braves hosting the HBCU night. We've seen that a lot in basketball. I'm not sure if I've really heard it on the baseball diamond, so I think that's fascinating. We saw what Atlanta Braves did with baseball, though, with the um, Grambling State Gar game versus the big-time alum from FAMU. 
uh, in terms of that matchup, and it looks like they're going to continue that process. I wonder if this is a little more of the impetus of what's going on. And then you've got to remember uh, that uh, they have some of that uh, inner city uh, framework in terms on the basketball side with the Atlanta Hawks and what they did for the Jackson State uh, alum in terms uh, of those things, recognizing him with his timely demise. With that, stick with us. We'll be right back as we close out the third quarter, get into the fourth quarter. We're going to close out strong. Get ready, hold your hat, and we'll see what we can do. Get your thoughts as you continue to bring it. Travis Rose, uh, Odell Benders, bringing it. Amos Fawcett, uh, some of these folks are bringing some great uh, noise and great comments in terms of what's going on. Keep it going. Keep it coming as we look into this. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Carlos Brown sitting in for Charles Bishop. We'll be right back after this quick break, our last break of the show. So stay with us. The HBCU football experience is back in Atlanta on August 28th. College game day, the Coca-Cola fan experience, the battle of the bands. The Cricket Miak Swag Challenge will have it all. Visit MiakSwagChallenge.com for more information. This is the BCSN Pod Zone, your place for the news, views, and conversations about all things related to HBCU athletics. Here are the BCSN Sports Wrap, Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, Knights of the Roundtable, The Pregame Show, The Carlos Brown Show, The OMG Strike Zone, and more in one place. We are changing the way. You consume HBCU sports one broadcast at a time. Let's get back to strolling instead of scrolling. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your fam. Zero Sugar, Sunday, August 29th, 4 o'clock, NRG Stadium in Houston, featuring the hottest HBCU marching bands, Southern University, Lexington University, Tennessee State, Northern State, North Carolina A&T State, Texas Southern, Bethune-Cookman, and Jackson State. Don't miss the battle on the field and the stands with scholarships. Over $500,000 in counting for our HBCUs. It's an HBCU experience you don't want to miss with a weekend of activities with the Cracker Barrel Step and Stroll. Pepsi Zero Sugar Emerging Experience, Esports Masterclass and Gamer Tournament, and the free Pepsi Zero Sugar College and Health Fair. Tickets start at just $15. Get them right now at nationalbattleofthebands.com. It's the Cracker Barrel National Sunday, August 29th, NRG Stadium, Houston. Gates open up at 2.30. Also sponsored by Cricket and HEB. NationalBellerBears.com. Get your tickets right now. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's it's the pregame. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's party. It's the pregame. Tech 
Texas Southern takes on Prairie View A&M for the Nick Durley Traveling Trophy and the Labor Day Classic on September 4th. Tickets available online at tsusports.com slash tickets. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBCT Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Carlos Brown as he's sitting in for none other than Charles Bishop. I just text Charles Bishop. He told me to tell you, Carlos Brown, uh, he loves you like a brother, but don't get too comfortable. <laughs> I understand. You, you always need a good uh, reserve backup. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I told you, love-hate relationship. Some people love the backup quarterback the best, so. <laughs> With, with that being said, I did want to make sure I got this out there. HBCU Pro Sports Media, you know, I teased this away back. We are in action. You have the Knights of the Roundtable, which uh, is on every Monday, um, and it will start back up in earnest. So you saw us kind of tease that out a little bit, but we're adding uh, HBCU Pro Sports Media poll ranking. You'll get two of them. You'll get one for what we refer to as the major division. That's the, the division – uh, formerly one double a uh, FCS, as you know, and then the division two in NAIA programs, we refer to as the mid-major uh, division. So those polls, preseason polls will debut next week on the show. So check it out, get a chance to see uh, if the media in general, those are medias that really focus on HBCU. So it should be uh, amazing. A lot of ways to see what that looks like, because we've really, I pulled an amazing group of media together um, to see and do some poll rankings as we continue to put out and cover HBCU sports. It'll be different from mine, which is more of a ranking formula, calculation that goes out there, ranking as I like to call it. And then you have some other polls that are out there that are pretty good, but they often do the coaches perspective and you get some SIDs. So this is going to be a little different because it's going to be, it's going to be media driven. This is going to be driven by the media that covers HBCU sports. So I'm fascinated to see what they say and how close they will be to my poll. Uh, you know, cause obviously <laughs> I, I am <laughs> a bias, I guess you would say is the term we use out there with that. Let me go to you, Mike. Uh, what are some other thoughts again, we talk a little bit about football, practice and everything, um, stacking up. I wanted to kind of go back in that area, and then you can spin it off in a different direction if there's something else that you wanted to add. But what have you heard? Anything has excited you? I know it's really early, and oftentimes you can't get much meat on the bone, but we're so hungry for this, you know, uh, in so many different ways in terms of this inaugural 12-team season as HBCU game day in terms of Wally Pip, as he calls the new big six in the MEAC. I really loved how he rebranded that. They need to pay him for that in terms of what he's doing out there because uh, they're putting some leverage on that work for him in many ways. But what are you hearing across the landscape, including either the SIEC, CIAA, those mid-major programs, in any direction, any of them that you want to pull out, what has excited you the most or given you concern in terms of what people may or may not have heard out there thus far? in this first week? Well, uh, I think we were talking in the background and I think Carlos and I were saying that there are a lot of scrimmages coming up and a lot of teams are coming into the season with firm positions at the quarterback and there are a lot of teams with unanswered questions. So it'll be um, mm. looking forward to see in the scrimmage 
if you know this is going to reveal a little bit more prairie view eight returners on offense nine on defense but we're still a little close vested as to who will be the 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 quarterback at prairie view you know Ladarius skeleton is going to be that 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 person that guy at southern you don't know what gramlin's going to do um you know felix harper is going to be the guy you, you, you know, a kill, a kill glass. He's going to be the guy at AM. You're hearing Rashawn McKay. Rashawn McKay is going to be QB1 for now at FAM, but that's up for debate. So I'm, I'm wondering if this first round of, of scrimmages is going to give us a little bit more insight, not only to key positions on the field, quarterback, but to, you know, changes in offense. Um, you definitely know who's going to be the quarterback at, at Jackson State. So there's answered questions, there's, there's confirmations, and hopefully this next round of scrimmages that are coming up in the next, I'd say, you know, depending on the team, three to five days, is going to hopefully reveal some more unanswered questions in an anticipate, I mean, highly anticipated fall 2021 season for the swag. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, before I go to you, Carlos, because I certainly want to get your thoughts on I- I did want to tease out there a little bit because you talked about this early, uh, the framework, what's going on and the magnitude of the things in the swag. I'm hearing some good news about the basketball side. How they're working on a major deal between a power five conference and the swag. So it looks like some of the things that are taking off on the football side are going to be seen on the basketball side. I believe this is mostly for the men on that side, but it may trickle down to the women as well. So I'm fascinating in terms of this multi-sport framework. But that being said, I do want to go back and see what Carlos is saying in terms of what he's hearing out there in terms of football as things are starting to get uh, shaping up, if you would. What is really on his mind? What is exciting him or has some concerns from his framework across the board in terms of the HBCU landscape as we come up on the football season? I think most programs now, they have their opponent inside. They've game plan for that. Um, as Mike said, you're, you're going to look at a, another major scrimmage for most teams this upcoming Saturday, along with um, fan day for most uh, institutions, at least some. And, and Mike, if, if you don't have any quarterbacks, how about a team that has really three quarterbacks in case one falters? With, yeah. with Ladarius Skelton. Let me say this. No one has been tougher on him than I have. Tremendous physical talent, but it's the, it's the little things. Ball security. Decision making. And believe Ooh. it or not, not letting other teams get you out of your comfort zone as, as far as from a mental perspective. From all accounts, all accounts right now. He's checked the boxes on those three things I just mentioned that he's improving, and he is really ready to leave this, this football team. I, a quarterback is, is just a coach on the field. So the teams give them an advantage to have returning quarterbacks. You mentioned them, Kill Glass, Felix Harper. You got those signal callers coming back. Then you come out clicking. At least you should. So game plan now. Don't get any injuries in these, these major scrimmages. And when we say major, something may not really be major, but you're, you're, you're in game mode now. And so for most, you got two weeks, Alcorn, North Carolina Central. They've got one week. So it's going to be exciting in this conference. You cannot 
have a bad Saturday. Not yeah. one. Not one. With now 12 teams in this conference, and it is going to be a battle every week. Uh, early loss in conference, you almost can pencil it in as two losses. Mm. Let me interesting. Let me just back up a little bit. You got to come out and play hard every week and try to improve and bring your A game. That's true. Oh, I, I, I love it. Great points. I had the uh, lab listeners do a homework assignment along with Mike, Charles Bishop, and some other guests a couple of weeks ago, but we hadn't really told you about this. So this is going to be a pop quiz for you, Carlos, as, as we let you go. We really enjoyed you coming on to the show as we get prepared for the uh, great show that you're going to have this Saturday. Again, you can check him out right here on BCSN from 10 to 12. That's Central Standard Time. With that being said, since you're breaking down all this football, uh, we had this homework assignment. Looking at independently, SWAT six teams in the Eastern Division, SWAT six teams in the Western Division, or the new Big Six MEAC teams, in your opinion, rank those from top to bottom or bottom to top. How do you rank those three if you had to look at them independently in terms of who has the strongest overall six? And for me? Can you phrase it again for me? I, I want to make sure I'm, yeah, I'm no hearing problem. it right. So you have the SWAC Eastern Division, those six teams. You have the SWAC Western Division and those six teams. You have the six teams in the MIAC, what they refer to in terms of Wally Pip, the new big six. In terms of if you looked at them independently, just six teams, of those six teams independently, which one is the strongest? And I want you to actually rank all three of them. So would you put at the top the Miet? Would you put at the top SWAC Eastern Division? Or would you put up the top the SWAC Western Division? So you can stop either from ascending order or descending order, your three of uh, those three, excuse me, in the order that you would put them. Pop quick. That is a, an excellent assignment. If you give me a free, they're trying to be objective here. <laughs> you give me a free ticket to a game, I'll give you my answers. <laughs> <laughs> so what, I, I, I have to say it's trying to get you copy off his paper. No, 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 swag, swag West one, the, the you know, top three. I would have to go with the swag east. Whew, that's 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 really debatable. Second, and then third, the top three of the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. So Swag West, Swag East, Neat. I like it. But he had is intriguing. He had the Swag East really close to the MEAC, new big six. Fascinating. And he saw the Swag West far superior. We had some other framing on that. And so that's a little pop quiz we did for you, and you really did well. So we appreciate it. I want to say thank you for joining us on the show today, Carlos Brown. Really look forward to your show on Saturday. As always, Mike, continue to bring it. Appreciate you doing what you do for the show. A great job in terms of finding a way to drop the mic, uh, as you always do. Thank you for listening to Inside HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends uh, and our colleagues for this uh, multimedia streaming platform. I am Dr. Pinata Cavill, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from Inside the Lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our guest co-host today, none other than Carlos Brown of the Carlos Brown Show. 
every Saturday right here on the BCSN Network uh, from 10 to 12. Again, check out uh, the Knights of the Roundtable. Check out Sports Wrap uh, with Brian and AD uh, as they do the song things. That's Monday and Wednesday, respectively. Generally speaking, sometimes you'll see Sports Wrap moving around. Uh, but as you can see, those are some characters as they bring it. You have ONG, Orange and Green, debuted as well. as They will give you information on FAMU. So you got a lot of things. And BJ Jones is on the way. Don't get it twisted. He is on the BCS team uh, as well. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. That's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We are looking at creating a major force out here. So keep providing us with all the support. If you have folks that are interested in advertising on the show, please let me know. Uh, we'll get it done and find a way to uh, make sure uh, you get your product out there because our fans, they are the type of fans. They support those that support us. Uh, this is Inside the HBCU Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. That's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Dream big and continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Carlos? <laughs> Course. My <laughs> lecture. <laughs> this fist, we got it. This we got fist. the fist in the lab. We'll get I'm, you every I'm, time. I've never seen Carlos that speechless. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? What you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs>